Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Now, um, today's episode we are going to really get into a sales state. We're going to talk about um, different ways that you guys can really start to, you know, go deeper and get more in terms of um, your sales engine. Because of course, without sales, um, that's like the oxygen for the business. Uh, We don't have the money to operate the business. And we definitely will not have any profitability if we don't have sales. So I think it's really important as we're in Q4 here to really, you know, like spend this time just getting back into a sales frame of mind. Um, You know, clients will choose you because they trust you and they like you and they think that you can get the job done. Most importantly, they believe that you have their best interests at heart. And, you know, I mean, I think we have just such an amazing and unique community here in Profit First World because um, I just find that the business owners who have implemented Profit First in their business really have just like a deep, deep, deep desire to serve your clients And, um, you know, that's kind of what is a bit of sometimes a problem is we serve our clients and then, you know, profit just kind of is like, oh, whatever, because we get so caught up in serving. So this is a good combination of, you know, profit first. Of course, you need that profitability and getting, you know, the right kind of sales in your business. But I want to remind you that all performance is state related, you're not selling a product, you're selling a state. You are selling the results. You are selling where someone wants to be and they're currently not at right now. If they're there, then they have no reason to buy. But sales is really all about state. And it starts, number one, with your state, because you're not a salesperson, you're a state inducer. And it's really important that, you know, when you're thinking about sales, when you're approaching sales, 
anything to do with sales, you have to be in the right state. And what I mean is about state is like the the mindset, the way you feel about it, just everything about it. And so, you know, when we talk about state, there are three ways to change your state. Number one, you can change your physiology. So, you know, something as simple as instead of sitting down, do a sales call standing up. You know, do a few jumping jacks if you're feeling a little lethargic and you need to get some energy. Changing your physiology is just really the first thing that you should do if you're in a blah state. And again, it can be as simple as standing up to do a call, walking and doing a call instead of just sitting. And, you know, you just, it's a transfer of energy. A second way to change your state is to control your focus. So it's really important in terms of that being in the right state, not only physiologically, but also um, with your mind and what you're focusing on. If you're focusing on negative, then negative happens. If you're focusing on positive, then positive happens. So really, really, you know, you got to get all three of these into place and you got to be in the right focus and the right mindset and very positive. And then number three is you want to like maybe develop a ritual about things. You know, maybe it's repeating a mantra to yourself. Maybe it's singing a song in your head or actually playing a song. But it's having, you know, maybe a routine that gets you into the right state and leveraging other things outside like, you know, songs, music, mantras, those type of things. Um, You know, for me, when I need to get into a let's kick ass kind of state, I just kind of think in my head the lyrics to Pink's song, So What? So What? I'm not going to sing it for you, but it's like, you know, so what? I'm still a rock star. Um, I've got my rock moves. And, you know, that's enough for me to just like, channel moving and and getting into an elevated state. Um, you're you're constantly wanting to elevate your state. You're wanting to raise yourself up and only you can do that. So the three ways to change your state are to change your physiology. Number two, control your focus. And then number three, develop a you know kind of a ritual or something that gets you into that zone. Um, repeating a mantra, singing a song to yourself. Um, You know, some people like have power moves and such. And so in any situation, the person who feels the most certain will be the person who influences the most. And so it's really important if you are selling that you are the person who is certain And you are in this peak state because then you will have the power to influence and help others. But what's funny is, is that one reason so few of us achieve what we truly want is that we never direct our focus and we never concentrate our power. 
And so, you know, again, with this whole sales orientation, it's about getting in that right state and having that focus on where it needs to be. And then you can concentrate your power in making things happen when it comes to sales. So um, this episode, of course, is going to have the visual recap with it. So we're going to be talking about like lots of different steps, lots of different things that you can do, exercises, points and such. So make sure that you are subscribing to our episode visual recaps and you can do that at ProfitFirstNation.com and click on resources and that is where you can opt in. We do um, text and email the weekly resources. It's up to you how you want to receive them. And of course, you can always download all the resources as well by going to our website. All right, back to the game here. So, you know, when you're starting to think about, you know, you've gotten into the right state and you want to make effective contact with prospects, um, there's five keys to making that effective contact. Number one is you've got to set specific goals. If you need to get 10 sales in a month, then you need to break that down and understand what it's going to take to get to those 10 sales and have very specific goals of, okay, well, if we have a 50% close rate, then I need to talk and have appointments with at least 20 people if I want to get 10 sales. And then what is it going to take you to then break that down even further to get those 20 calls? Um, Is that going to take, you know, spending three hours here um, on LinkedIn a week and, you know, prospecting in in this other way? So you want to make very specific goals so that you have the result, the end, the intention set of where you're going. Number two, be creative, be playful, be fun, be outrageous. Of course, hopefully you've already uh, gotten a copy of Mike's latest book, Get Different. And so, you know, you want to get people's attention and you don't need to do it in the dull, drab way that everyone else is doing it, the quote, professional way. I'll challenge you to, you know, be playful, be fun, do something that they're not expecting and just get different about it. Number three is to have a plan for what you're going to say. It's really important that you practice what you're going to say and, you know, role play it with someone else. Say it over and over and over again so that it just becomes natural Not that you're memorizing it, but I think what most people struggle with is, you know, it's just everything's in their head. And sometimes when you're hearing it for the first time out loud, you're like, what? Huh? So it's really important that you have a plan for what you're going to say and that you're actually practicing it. Repetition is the key to mastery. And again, you don't need to totally script it, but you need to practice hearing yourself say it over and over and over and over again, and that will make you more effective. And then number four, 
you know, referrals are a great opportunity to making effective contact. So you can say, hey, Mike said that you'd be interested in this. So um, I wanted to give you a call and just touch base on it. You know, use those referrals from existing customers to start to make contacts and connections with new prospects. And number five in a keys to making effective contact is you've got to do it massively. You've got to go all in on it. You can't just try it for a week, do it for two weeks, dabble here, dabble there. You have to do it massively. Massively, massively, massively means that you go all in on it. And, you know, if you need to close 10 sales and you've got, um, a 50% close rate, then maybe it's not 20. Maybe you need to push for 30 and really go hard at it. So you're stacking the deck in your favor by going at it massively and not tiptoeing into it, tiptoeing around it, or you know, dipping your toe in. You've gotta go massive. Now, let's talk alternatively about the things that make maybe you or other salespeople stop from making any sort of contact with new prospects or people in their pipeline. Number one, they're not prepared. You know, again, we talked about this. You've got to be in that right mindset of of having practiced this over and over again. Number two, they're not in a peak state. Um, And number three, they think they're an interruption. So again, like a negative mindset of, oh, I don't want to bother them. Oh, this isn't the right time. You got to let the excuses out the door. You just have to go. If you have a solution that will solve somebody's pain, then it is your responsibility in this world to let people know about it. You're only in an interruption until you get their attention. So forget all this stuff. You've got to be prepared, be in a peak state, and realize that you're not an interruption. You are the thing that they've been looking for. You are going to help them solve their pain and their problem. Now, there are some ideas that we can talk about quickly in terms of keys to preparation. So six ways to be really prepared is to number one, know the customers and anticipate their needs or hurts. So really spend some time thinking about the people that you've helped in the past and, you know, going back and what was it that was their their need or their hurt that you helped them solve? Number two, know your product and its advantages and disadvantages. Again, this preparation of really knowing what you offer inside and out. And, you know, I would suggest like sitting down and writing it out. You know, when I do these kind of things and when we have something new that's launching, et cetera, it evolves over time, but I get it out of my head and I get it onto paper and then I let it go and kind of sit and noodle it for a few days and then I come back to it. But it's it's an iterative process and it's really like refining 
and getting deeper and peeling back the layers on what the advantages and the disadvantages are. Number three, you've got to know your competition. What is your competition saying? How do you position yourself differently from your competition? And it just surprises me how many times people don't look at the competition. They don't look at the industry reports in general. And, um, you know, that's a huge disadvantage because the top performers know the competition inside and out and use that to their advantage. Number four, know all of the potential objections and have answers ready in advance. So people will have a natural, you know, knee-jerk reaction, a natural objection. People don't want to feel like they're being sold to. And, you know, so you can turn people's objections into reasons why to buy. So it's really important that you know all the potential objections and have answers ready for those in advance. Again, this preparation, this practice, this really understanding it. And then, you know, another way to prepare is to expect the best and prepare for the worst. So having a positive mindset, but, you know, again, preparing for the worst, stacking things in your favor so that you can overcome things that may be outside of your control. It seems like too many people put like the eggs in one basket and focus on one thing. And it's really the sum of all things. And then number six, create demand. You know, you want people coming to you. And so what can you be doing to create demand for your product and service? And, you know, one way that you can create demand, actually, there's three ways to create demand. Um, You could find a deep want or interest you know, what is it that they are really, really wanting to solve? What do they want to, you know, learn about to make things better? Um, Step number two would be to disturb them. So, you know, really paint that painful picture. You know, the pain might be a five out of 10 right now, but, you know, can you amp it up a little bit and disturb them a little bit more of, of like what will happen if they don't um, solve this problem and that pain gets to like a nine um, on a scale. So think about that. And then number three is to show them how to heal their discomfort by using your product or service. So, you know, there may be at a five, paint the picture of of a nine in terms of pain, but then show them how your product or service can bring that pain, frustration, whatever, dial it back down to a one or two or zero even on the pain scale. Because remember, two forces drive all human behavior, the desire to avoid pain and the desire to gain pleasure. People will do far more to avoid pain than to get pleasure. So um, use that to your advantage there. So we will um, wrap it up here. And again, I know this was like a deep, deep episode with lots of like checklists and points and such. So please check out our resource at ProfitFirstNation.com 
for this episode, episode number 83. And if you are struggling a bit in terms of your profit first implementation and would like to work with a certified profit first professional bookkeeper, accountant, or coach, then you can also go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact and you can connect with a certified Profit First professional. Thank you so much for listening and cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.